What's going on, people? It is Kings of the Heart, Kings Holding Court Edition. Hope you're ready because this is the time where we start taking questions from you, you, the listener, to make sure that you have a voice on this show as well. Dr. John Hart is my partner, and he's right here with me. What's going on, my brother? Man, can't can't complain, man. Like I just still feel blessed, you know. The sun is up. I Sun's think it's supposed to be like supposed to, we're supposed to have a really nice, you know, couple days. So I don't I'm know, man. I'm, a, I'm always locked in the office, man. So I don't know what it's like until I get outside, like nine, ten o'clock at night. So yeah, that is you know, true. You, you know better than me. You know, you can, you enjoy the sunshine for me, brother. Work on that team. I, I, I will, man. But it's good to be back, be here for the people, be here with you, homie. Yeah, man. It's good to have you here, man. So today we are taking we're taking um, questions. People have been calling in, leaving messages on our voice. And if you want to do the same, you can call us at 240-232-6505. That's 240-232-6505. That's the number where you can reach us and leave yourself a message and a question for us. So we are going to kick it off. And here is the first question. Dun, dun, dun. One of the things in my relationship that I am currently struggling with is that right now my husband and I are trying to have a baby, so he's really good at the non-sexual intimacy, but I just feel like we've kind of lost the spontaneity of the sexual part, and it kind of feels more like a chore. And I'm wondering how to communicate to him that I want the spark back and that it's, you know, makes me wonder if, he's as attracted to me or if he you know feels sex is something that he wants to do and worse is a chore and and I think it's something that we need to communicate better on and I feel I guess I feel some shame doing that because you know he used to be so good at it before in the honeymoon phase and we're not in that anymore after for about five years so I kind of miss that and guess I could use some advice on how to approach that with a man, you know, coming from a woman, because it's so much easier, I guess, for a man to experience pleasure in that way. So that is my question, and hopefully you can answer it. I think you will be. I've heard the podcast, and I look forward to your response. Thank you. All right. So you heard the question. Sounds like the... Um, the caller is having issues around physical intimacy with her husband as they're going through the process of trying to have a baby, which is pretty common. It's pretty common. So, Dr. John, please give us your thoughts. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty common. Uh, I, I know some of the things that come with that is stress, right? Mm-hmm. Um, stress usually builds up because we, we want it so bad to try to conceive, to try to... Um, be together to be intimate and so I've noticed with couples often that um, there's a couple things going on one like I said stress and I think two there I think the labor and also the the um, the responsibilities may not be as clear right and what I mean by that is like open conversations about like well how how dedicated you know to this process Mm -hmm. are you right now right now Mm -hmm. operative word right now and the reason why i link that to stress is because like sometimes like we don't know what's going on with our partners people may be stressed about work right that actually does impact performance um people may be you know overthinking things you know right there Mm -hmm. is a thing where we want it so bad we overthink it and we Mm -hmm. start tripping up 
ourselves right yeah. so i believe in like these situations uh, try to steer away from that the, the physical part of it i'd say slow down temporarily start having more conversations mm -hmm. that usually starts allowing some of the things brother Rick and i've been saying about like well let's let's understand where we are uh, mentally right. uh, uh emotionally right? right there may be some blockages there that's probably kicking and that's usually what happens mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you remember that, you know, they're in the middle of trying to have a baby and that can feel like a chore because mm -hmm. now it's the work you're putting in the work of actually trying. It's not just, you know, fun. We're just doing it spontan uh, spontan spontaneously. Spontaneous. Yep. <laughs> Looking for the right Sorry, word there. <laughs> you know, and, you know, it does take a lot of the fun out of it. And so what I recommend to clients in the past is that don't forget about the romantic element of intimacy. You know, remember the ritualistic nature of romance. And, you know, sometimes you might have to sit back and, and light a few candles, give a massage, you know, prepare yourselves for what's about to come. When you get to that place where you're just focusing on having a kid and it's just like, OK, come here. I'm ovulating. Let's do this. We don't have much time. Take a little bit of time just to warm up. Take a little bit of time to reconnect. I think that's the part that's missing. And so it can become harder for men because we're not feeling the connection. We do feel like it's work. We don't feel like you know, we're being appreciated for um, the, the, the sensual nature that we may have. It's all yeah. about just come here, give it to me. We're trying to have this baby. Slow down with that a little bit. Just remember why you guys are together and take the time to reconnect. Like she said, he's really good at the non-sexual intimacy part. But if you're not allowing that to play a role in even the physical intimacy, he may not be turned on by that. Yeah, and so you point. you yeah. need you need to remember that romantic element and make sure you're reconnecting even as you're doing the work of trying to have a baby. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that's my thought. Yeah, man, that makes sense, man. Okay, cool, great question. Great question. Let's get to the next one. Good afternoon. <laughs> this is for the King of the Hearts. I recently read an article about men who pay for sex and their reasoning. The one that intrigued me the most you, was that, that they one? felt they couldn't have sex with their partners mm. like they wanted to. It sparked a question. How do you approach your partner about what turns you on sexually? Thanks. Hope to hear it on your show. Take care. Bye. All right. You didn't hear the question? All right. No. So, what was, so, so what's the question? It's all good. Okay. Yeah. So the question is, um, she said she recently read an article about men who pay for sex and their, their reasoning for paying for sex. And... Um, you know, she's saying that this really intrigued her. Um, and even though they have sexual partners, they already have partners, you know, they're married, obviously, but they don't feel like they can actually do the things with their partners that they want to do. And so they end up paying for sex to get the opportunity to do the things that they really want to do. And her question really is, you know, why is that? What happens that, you know, you can't approach your partner about trying to do the things you're really interested in doing? Uh, I, I, I think it's easy. I, I, I've seen that a couple of times in session. Oh, I think have we? I, yeah. yeah. I, I think, like straight up, the first thing that comes to mind is judgment. I'll be mm -hmm. honest. I, right. it, it really does come down to judgment because when people get married or when people are in committed relationship, there's this there's this preconceived notion about, hey, you guys have talked about your values. Mm -hmm. OK, I'm going to use that word values, people's value system. And so when it comes to different forms of intimacy, when it comes to different forms of lovemaking, when it comes to different forms of connecting or partnership, the people are fearful. I'm going to say that they are fearful because if they bring it up, they don't want to be judged. Right. And there's yeah. also if I had to guess, there's also 
experiences to these men and even women as well, where they have brought up something at a much lower level and the reaction was quite bad. And Mm -hmm. so why even broach this higher level request or Mm -hmm. this higher level desire? The brain doesn't work like that. So that's why you got to go to therapy and at least have someone to bring that reactivity down. Right. And and level the playing field where we remove being critical. One of Gottman's thing that how how couples can get divorced. Mm -hmm. Right. Or break up that Mm -hmm. critical behavior. One of the four horsemen. And also we need to modulate that judgment because I'm telling you, when people feel judged, they shut down. Right. People shut down. They don't talk. But people still have desires and needs. And that's how sometimes these people land up, end up paying for stuff and engaging in all other kinds of behaviors as well. Mm-hmm. It has it has less to do with love, to be honest with you. And it has a lot more to deal with some of the dynamics with communication, such as critical uh, feedback and also being judged and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And if it's not safe, those conversations won't happen. And I think to go, kind of parallel that statement about judgment is also the idea of rejection because you Correct. got nowhere to go from there. Correct. You know, you, you open up, you're like, okay, this is what I want to try. This is what I want to do. And if your partner's like, nah, I'm not down with that. Where do you go from there? Because now you're, lo- you're left out piece. there. Just, yep. You're just out there like, okay, well, I still have these desires. You already said that you're not down to try to fulfill them. What am I supposed to do? And so yeah. I think there are a lot of men who will go out there and instead of even broaching that subject with their with their mates, they'll go out there and find somebody who they can pay to do it and not have to worry about rejection because they're getting paid to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point, too, because you also have to look at the kind of relationship like that's transactional. Right. Right. Very much. So so. I think I think where the brain and mind goes is that, well, I don't love her or, or, or this person. Right. I don't love them. And they're just getting my need met, right? right? Like I'm just, you know, for lack of better, it's a la carte. It's a la carte. A la carte. I love it. Yeah. Transactions. It's a la carte. It's one time, or it's 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 here and there. But my true love is at home. I just can't get my partner to do X, Y, and Z. Right. And 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 let's be clear, like no one here is condoning like uh, deception and stuff like that. Right. But what we are saying to the person's question, there is a lot of context here at mm-hmm. the macro level, at the micro level, at the emotional level, you know, all those things. Mm-hmm. And so even to kind of go along with that question, so what do we tell the women on the other side? What do we tell the wives who are with the men who are actually paying for sex to do things that they're afraid to even talk to them about? Yeah, I I think, man, you have to go to therapy to have that conversation unless, <laughs> no, seriously, unless right. you and your partner have displayed some strong communication skills, mm-hmm. some um, you've been able to show each other that we can create an extremely, I'll use that adverb, an extremely safe environment. Because that kind of conversation is not your regular conversation. Let's no, be real. No, not at so all. we're talking we're not talking about baseline emotional sense. You have to be extreme. I'm talking about like both parties have to really be open, transparent, listen, be very empathetic. You know, you have to really be non-judgmental in mm-hmm. your feedback, in your conversations, watch your tone, non-verbal, because any any of those things can go left. And so like yeah, you got to go to therapy. I, I, I'm just keep it like that. That's right. a very sensitive, very, very sensitive. And I think that's actually, it ends up being one of the last, like the most important option to do. Mm-hmm. Because to what extent, that's why we're here. That's why that's why we are booked and continue to be overbooked <laughs> is because some conversations, even at a lower level, can't even be had without a third party. Right. But what would you actually say to them, though? You know, they're sitting there on your on your couch. And like, okay, well, my husband keeps going out to, to prostitutes to have these different 
um, needs met, you know, what am I supposed to do? He, he won't even talk to me about what those needs are. But I caught him because I got the receipts. Yeah, no, I, I, had, a, I had a client. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you and I have talked about it in supervision. Like I, I had a client, uh, a couple kind of going through that uh, mm-hmm. not too long ago. Um, I think in, in, in therapy, a lot of it is going to have to be like some questions and some exploratory kind of stuff. But, it, mm-hmm. but that's not the thing. The main thing that I stress is let it be from a curious standpoint because curiosity is better. Mm-hmm. So that way you're not judging. Mm-hmm. So you want to say things like, so can you walk me through what is it about that experience that does turn you on? Help me to understand a little bit more about this particular behavior or mm-hmm. act that really that 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 really speaks to um what you're into or what you want to be into so the most important thing there right for me to for me to be able to remove any kind of like critical judgment is going to be like let's let's have this curious stance mm-hmm. because think about it when you come from a curious standpoint the person feels a little bit more comfortable to talk to you about it and that's the other point too you know feeling comfortable does your mate feel safe talking to you about these kind of things you know, what have what kind of interactions have you had in the past where they think, OK, it's not really safe to talk to my, my wife. And so I'm going to just go behind her back and do this anyway, because it's something I, it's, it's an insatiable need. And I don't feel safe in talking to her, whether it's because of religious and spiritual reasons or they're just not comfortable, you know, themselves um, with their bodies and the things they want to do. But for whatever reason, he may not feel safe having that conversation with her. And so letting that be part of, you know, the, the, the process of figuring out what to do and how to navigate this. How, how do we make this a safer environment so that he can bring this to you? So he can at least ask the question. Because, again, if he's afraid of rejection, if he's afraid of judgment, he's not going to ask you. So he has to feel safe. Yeah. And, and, and I so agree with that because part of that is also and I, and I know it sounds counterintuitive, but you got to, like, trust us on, on this, folks, is that. So when doing that, everything Brother Rick is saying, you it, it's it's not good right off the bat to focus on the behavior itself. Right. Focus on the process. Right. right. Cur- curiosity. So I would say, if, if I was in that situation with my with with my wife, I'd say, okay, I'm 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 kind of curious. So how did this desire came come up? Mm-hmm. Right. Like like you know what I mean. Like I really want to get a really good scope right. of this right. instead of being like why would you do this and what's going on? No, there's, there's so many layers to yeah. this, to this question, yeah. actually, meaning that's what, and th- does that make sense? Brother? Yeah, so don't hyper focus on the behavior. Right. There's antecedents to this. Where stuff. did this desire come from? Are these things that you've done in the past with other people that you just have Thank never done you. with me? Are, or have you. you been watching porn? And there's some things that you, that you caught up that you thought would be good, you know, to do people for you. Change. To try, right. Yeah, People change. Was it something that you saw online that said, that stimulated uh, the thought, where did the thought come from at first? What planted the seed and what planted you know that sprung into the desire now what's going on with you that this is something that you want to try now that we haven't talked about we've already gone through the courtship and marriage how come we haven't even talked about this before right right and which then leads you to so what got in the way of opening up to me about this Mm -hmm. and 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 again being very open and 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 let's also you and i've talked about equity you you need the person to speak up too, right? Because we don't want the listeners to make it seem as though like when you're the partner who is like 
you know, being deemed the one who would not be open or whatever, mm-hmm. and we're asking you to be curious, then we need the other person to play ball too. Mm-hmm. Open your mouth, be honest, be transparent, lead with vulnerability, speak with your needs mm-hmm. and, and emotions. Right. Gotta you gotta meet each other in the same place. And I, I think there's another component here that we that we've talked about before, the idea that a lot of guys will marry the good girl yeah. after having been with a whole lot of, you know, quote unquote freaks. You know, and so you've you've been there, you've done all these different things, and now you're with somebody who may not be as experimental, you know, as people you've been with in the past, or you may not be as sexually passionate with as with people yeah. you've been in the past because you you know you connect in so many other ways with your mate, but not you know the people that you were really really explicit with. That's all you had, and so you're willing to do more and, and experiment, and didn't really care about the judgment because you know they could leave, but your mate is here, and you know they can't go anywhere, and you marry somebody that. You know, you just have never done those kind of things with. That's a you great know? point. You know, that's and, a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Because that also speaks to the whole line, like, right? Like, I want to lay in the streets with a freak in the sheets. Right. Exactly. And it's like, well, that's all relative, right? Because, like, it, the, the, Brother Rick is right. Probably previous relationships just looked different. They were dating or they were just hookups, right? right. So you really can't equate them the same, but you didn't have the same is, emotional investment. Thank you. I was going to say that I was like, there's, there's not the same investment mm-hmm. and there there are layers to us as people. And so um, there was no need to put in that kind of investment, like putting a ring on it. Right. Um, if and, and the sex was great. Right. So that's where, again, um, but 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 do you also see why I brought up the whole notion of values, though, because mm-hmm. that that's also the macro level thing. Because right. Someone may say that's not part of my value system. I don't believe that that is something that partners should engage in you know what i mean like that's where that's where that conversation needs to be re-explored right and if possible renegotiated if there's room for it yes right exactly Um, so so there are things there that's what we mean guys that it's not just focusing on the behavior there's other things truly at play here right that negotiation is important but i also want to say before we get off of this one women have similar experiences i think people just in general have similar experiences especially when they weren't very sexually um um, experience before they got married. And so you get to a point sometimes with your mate where, you know, you've been doing the same kind of vanilla behavior because that's all you guys knew, knew when you first hooked up. But now as you've gotten older and you can feel your body saying, okay, I need more. And, you know, your mate isn't on that same level or they're not in that same place. They may be comfortable. And now you want to try other things, but you feel stuck. And you see how that affects relationships too. I see that on the male side as well as on the um, female side. Where it's like, okay, I, I want more. I know there's more out there, but I've been with my mate since I was 20, and there were not too many people before that, and this, this, we just don't have the room to experiment. Yeah, that's real. You know. Yeah, yeah. I just think there's. Uh, I think what you're speaking to is, it's it's complicated in the sense that like we have individual growth and right. development, but then there's also couples growth and development right and 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 when there's a disparity this 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 there's potential for conflict but the goal though folks is to like when you start sensing it like jump on it as quickly as possible get into therapy as quickly as possible don't let it sit for a while and then you start resenting your partner yeah and then you are checking out escorts and all other kinds of like uh external dipping out you just dipping out yeah you know dipping out yeah Yeah. i agree yeah i agree yeah all right let's get into the next question this next question actually kind of leads into this a little bit too so okay hey i have a question 
When you've moved fast in relationships before and you're interested in slowing down and you're in a relationship, how do you tell the difference between a friend or an actual romantic partner? Because they can feel the same if you're used to moving faster in the past and having uh, a more intimate connection or creating connection through sex or through other for, through intimacy. That's it. Okay. Thank you for the question. Okay. So this question, Dr. John, if you couldn't hear it, she was saying that, you know, if you have had relationships in the past where you guys have moved really, really fast and all of a sudden now here you are, you want to slow down a little bit so that you can focus on other elements of the relationship. Um, how can you tell the difference between someone who's there just basically for the sex and someone who actually wants to have a romantic relationship with you so that you're able to better gauge what that slowing, that slowing down will look like to your, your connection. So, um, so essentially, so yeah. So, so essentially just, you know, you know, what do you, how do you figure out the kind of person you, you're with as you're trying to slow down? Will they be receptive to slowing down versus, um, you know, the, the the rate that you were going at before like I'm, I'm thinking uh, she's talking about very having a very sexually you know right um open relation well not open but very sexually um active active relationship yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like okay i want to slow down i want to make sure that we're you know we're connecting in other ways you know how can you either begin to connect in other ways and help that your your mate will do that or even just figure out whether or not this is somebody that wants to connect in other ways or if they're just there for the sex yeah, no, I think that's a great question. I, I think people find themselves in that often. And, you know, so so definitely I don't want the caller to, to feel alone. I think there's I think there's a couple of things that come to my mind when I think about this question. I think one, you you want to I think it's important to have conversations about what does expanding our relationship look like? Mm -hmm. What does it involve? What does it entail? Make sure it's a joint conversation. Right. If it's a joint conversation, it's more it's 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 a little bit more likely that it could play out well for both partners. Mm -hmm. But if it's one person kind of dictating, like I think it needs to look like this and look like this and like it's easy. I think for anyone, it's easy for someone else to really be disconnected and kind of feel like, well, this seems one sided, mm -hmm. right? Right. And, and so I'll start there. I think the conversations about expanding the scope of the relationship, let it be joint. Right. Let it actually be a conversation. Ask right. them. So, what are your thoughts, right? So, beyond sex, like, what are ways that you feel we can work on connecting, right? Right. And I, I also think, like, let's also be clear here. And 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 I'm only saying it because I got clients who are really technical. I think I think it's there's nothing wrong with also being clear about. We're just saying we're putting our foot on the gas. We're not hitting the brake. Mm -hmm. I think some jokers spiral. They hear they hear we're going to like step on, you know, I'm sorry. It, it's it's not about like hard break. It's about like we're going to slow, slow, slow right. stop. Right. right. We we're going to focus just on slowly other things. focus on other things. Right. right. Which is true. I think when you slow down in that aspect, you do give both parties the opportunity to explore each other in other ways. Beautiful thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So the reason why I think it's important to really clarify, because I think when some people I think there's nothing wrong by saying. We let's stop versus mm. let's just slow it down. Right. And I know, I know, I don't want to sound like I'm I'm trying to parse words, but I think Brother Rick, you understand where I'm going with this is some people sometimes take slowing down as a stop. Stop. Right. 
And right. that 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 creates friction because you're not the person didn't hear it the it's, same. It's way. jarring. It's jarring to them. It, it, you know, it I'm, is. I'm used to this. I'm used to having this very physical relationship with you. Now you're telling me we're we're not going to have as much. You know, we're not going to just be physical. Now you want to connect in other ways. Well, you know, why? Why? Why, yeah. why do we? Why, this is good. This is everything I want. So why do we? You know, even have to do that? And I think that's where she's coming from. Making yeah. sure that the person that she's with actually does want to connect in other ways. You know, build intimacy outside of just the physical. And, yeah. and that and that can be very hard from the standpoint that you know we began very very physical and we that happens you meet somebody you're very excited and it becomes a very physical um connection very quickly but for some people they want it to they want the relationship to evolve it's like yeah it's very physical but you know i do like you i do want to see if we can build something and some people aren't always there so i think what she's looking for is okay so how can you tell if somebody may be there with you and i think the maturity It'll be the maturity, but the maturity in the relationship, uh, or the person. I I think both. To be honest with you, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like to what extent is this conversation happening, mm-hmm. right? Um, because remember, like relationships go through different developmental stages, right? right? It's like is this is this conversation happening post honeymoon, or is this happening during <laughs> like the honeymoon phase? Like I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. Right. But I also think like people are people have different maturity levels. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think a very reasonable person who is at that level will also appreciate and say like you know what you're right right um you know like let's definitely explore that too but i mean brother reek what do you think i mean you're not going to know until you have the conversation and i think the thing that keeps people from having that conversation is fear that the person again rejection a fear that someone's gonna say no i don't want more this is and this is all i want i i can't tell you how many conversations i've had with either clients or um just people friends in the in over the years who have been in relationships or situationships where it's very, very physical and now they want more and their partner's like, nah, I'm just here for the sex. You know, I'm not interested in in investing anything emotionally with you. And that in itself can be, you know, a very scary thing because that itself is rejection. It and, is. And a lot of people don't want to face it that. Yeah, it is. And 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 usually what I've said is like, but it, but it's good to know as early as possible. Exactly. Though. Exactly. I'll be honest. You'd rather if I'm know than be not know. Honestly, and and the other thing that I'll add to that as well, on the flip side to that, to our caller's uh, question too, is that the person who will be, you know, um, who's in this situation or relationship or whatever, who's going to be receiving this message, I think it's they. I would also stress to them, you you have a right to speak up be vulnerable and and be honest with how mm-hmm. you're feeling there's right. nothing wrong with disagreeing there's nothing wrong with talking about fear mm-hmm. but there's nothing wrong with speaking from your needs you know and right. saying like well it's i'm fearful that there are going to be moments where i may not feel connected or loved mm-hmm. and this may be an opportunity for your for me to explore the depths of me finding out other ways that I can feel love because we do, we do get it love languages, but let's also be real. We're so complicated that there are other ways to, to, um, to be loved Mm -hmm. or to experience intimacy, but to brother Reek's point, but you got to have a conversation. You got to try. Yeah. You got to try. Yeah. And you have to remember that it's okay to want a a relationship to evolve. It may start off very, very physical, but as you're sharing your body and your time with somebody, you do you tend to begin to care about them, and you may want more from them. So it's okay to want that. So even though you may have started off one way, it's not a contract. You know, have, you didn't sign right. a contract saying this can only be one thing. But as time goes on, you spend more time with them, and you do want more. It's okay to want that. 
But then you want right, to have the conversation so that you know what the other person is. You want to make sure you guys are on the same page. The, the, I think the worst thing that happens, and we see this all the time too, is that people start building expectations around just the physical part because it feels like it's more because you're, you're sharing so much physically. And the conversations you have, it feels like a relationship. Now you have the expectation that it is a relationship, but in one person's mind it's not. This is just part of you know the, the, the pillow talk. So you want to have yeah. the conversation and be sure where the person is. Are they actually interested in building something more intimate with you, meaning the, the spiritual, the intellectual, and the emotional? Or are they only there for the physical? You want to be clear on that. So you have to have the conversation. You're not going to be able to know until you talk about it. And they say they don't want it. Okay, now you know where you are. You can either continue with the very physical or you can let it go and try and find somebody who's willing to build with you both physically and emotionally. Yeah, I think that's well said. Yeah, I I think that's well said. I mean, these are some really great questions because these are some of the things that usually get overlooked at times, right? Um, So I really appreciate these uh, these questions from our callers, man. Like, y'all know how to keep us on our toes, man. That's right, yeah. That's right, that's right. And so please continue calling in, continue leaving messages, um, and we will continue answering your questions as we can get to them. Again, this is Kings of the Heart, Kings Holding Court. Reach us at 240-232-6505. That's 240-235-6565. Real quick, Dr. John, where can these people see you or find out more about you? Uh, feel free to, you know, hit me up at www.rccmailing.com, kingsoftheheart.com. Facebook, John Hart. Um, yeah, man, we're getting it. Brother, where can we You're find right. you? I'm the same places. You can meet, meet me at um, Facebook and IG and all those other social media places at Tyreek Omari or Tyreek Omari Walton. You can see me at TyreekOmariWalton.com. And, of course, KingsOfTheHeart.com. We are there. We have information for you. We have articles for you. We have connections to the podcast for you. Everything you need right there. Everything you need from us is right there. So make sure you check that out. Okay, guys, we got to go. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will check you out again very soon, and you have a great week.